it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And we are on Take the Elevator the middle of April, and we are talking about things like anticipation, Mm. the prep for the anticipation, and oddly enough, we're picking the one day out of this week for National Days, and it's going to be Ex-Spouse Day, which is celebrated on the 14th. That is incredible that we have a National Ex-Spouse Day to celebrate. Yeah, so this conversation is going to be very interesting. We haven't had this conversation, I think, out loud. Right. Out loud with the listeners. We've had it out loud between you and I, but yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, do I want to talk about that? Uh, Maybe I shouldn't. You know, it's, (laughs) and unfortunately for me in this podcast, and Corey, I just think you and I overall are very open and transparent in this setting. And so we have to be very clear and set boundaries about where we go. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the anticipation right now that I'm feeling. But I know, Corey, we've got a lot that we're anticipating this week. Yes, we do. One of the things that I am anticipating with so much excitement is uh, Braemar Brewery. We are back in the house. Woo woo. Yes, indeed. So if you're in the area, Ontario, California, 1609 South Grove Street, we will be there performing between the hours of 730 and 930. And we were just going to have a great time. Listen, last time we were there, it was so much fun. The band Mm. was just really excited. And the audience was even more excited and anticipating just a really good uh, showing. So I just really want to invite you guys out and have a good time and, and enjoy some good food, good beer, and some good music. Come on out and help us out. Every day. spoke about Braemar and I just want to say Corey I'm watching you do your hustle and the band and what you guys are getting together what you're prepping for you just seem at a whole other elevated level yes um there's a couple of reasons for that number one we don't want to bring the same energy that we had last time we want to kick it up a couple of notches nice number two being able to see the video footage from the last performance I could just pick apart every little detail, every nuance that I wanted to enhance and just make even more better for anyone coming out to listen. It's just a little bit more effort, a lot more practice and dialing in all those things that you really want to accomplish for this next time around. And plus, we got another show on the 24th, so it's going to be even more intense as we get more shows in. I think that's so important, right? When you do something, especially for the first time or any time, actually, it's wonderful, first of all, that you guys had a video to replay so you could see what went well, what didn't go well. So in my mind right now, I'm kind of replaying my week, right? What went well, what I learned. I think something new that I've implemented is called Do the Three. And this is something I've made up and it's a compilation of different things that I've learned along the way as far as my joy in journaling. So do the three could be anything. It could be, I want to connect with three people today. What three things did I learn? What three things am I grateful for? And I've upped that actually to be morning in the middle of the day and at night, Mm -hmm. just so I'm very aware Three things did someone else do that I learned from? So do the three is that for me. And I'm excited because we are actually preparing or we're in the process of becoming an LLC. Yes, that is so exciting. That's one of the other things I'm anticipating this week because we are wrapping up the business name and the licensure for the Genco Sound Company. And I'm just overjoyed. I can't believe that we're right here in this moment, enjoying this time. So 
Yeah. Same. And you know what, guys, we would love to hear what you guys have done. I think in this last year with COVID and the lockdown and the change in lifestyles, I've heard different things, you know, with some people, it's been overbearing and some people underwhelming. When I look at the last year that we've just had, we talked about this the other night, Yeah, just the growth and the mind expansion, the creativity, and just kind of saying, let's go for it. There's no inhibitions. Right. Well, something happens when you lock me and Jen in a room and tell us we can't go outside. For me personally, I don't get depressed. I get very creative and I just want to create like never before. And so I had a whole year to do that. Mm-hmm. And my wife had an opportunity to do the same thing, which is just so wonderful. So I watched Jen just grow and create like by leaps and bounds. So it was just one of those moments that we didn't want to waste while this craziness was going on. We wanted to be mindful of what was going on in the world, but at the same time, be growing and creative in our own space while we had the opportunity. Absolutely. So we're grateful for that opportunity. I'm anticipating some really cool things this week. Not going to talk about them yet because my hopes are high. I'm excited. It's like that kid before going to summer camp. Mm -hmm. That's the feeling I have right now. I can't wait to share it with everybody. So send us some positive thoughts. Corey's got a big moment again this Saturday, and I've got big moments throughout the week that I'm anticipating If we can support you in any way and you'd like to share some things that you're anticipating, let us know. We love hearing about what you guys are doing and the things that you're excited about. Yeah. And if you got something that you want us to support and listen to, let us know. Yeah, we're so there. Every day. Okay, I'm going to ask right now that people just bear with us as we maneuver through this wonderful topic as we celebrate our ex-spouses. Okay, (laughs) that just sounds so strange. Isn't that strange? Because typically when we think about ex-spouse, we don't think moments of gratefulness, moments to celebrate and how the heck did this become a national day? Well, let me start with this. Or even good times. Right, exactly. Some people may think this is a moment to celebrate because that person is my ex. Right, right. Right? So absolutely. We're actually going to expand on ex-spouse day because, Corey, we have kids with our ex-spouse. Yes. As I think about my ex-spouse, man, it's been a while. So Michaela is 27. Mm -hmm. So that means Nathan is going to be 25. Mm -hmm. And we actually split up when Kayla was three. Yeah. So it's been 24 years. It's been chapters closed from years ago. And we're going to go back in time and open it up. Right, right. Chris, my ex, was in the military. Everyone has their own dynamics and everyone has a unique situation, but we really want to highlight with ex-spouse day the ability to co-parent. We really want to share our experiences, again, what worked well, what today we say, man, I wish I had done that better in this way. Mm -hmm. And so the beautiful thing about stories and experiences is that you can share that with people and hopefully people grab nuggets and they learn from it and say, well, I've never heard that before or I've never tried that. You know, let me see what I can do with that. For me, what was a challenge? 
I feel, is him being in the military, number one, so he traveled a lot. Co-parenting was really not an everyday thing. Right. And he was always somewhere else and we had to catch him up on different things and then make him feel a part of the decision when honestly he really wasn't. It was more an FYI. The thing about co-parenting, when you do it successfully, what it looks like is you have joint participants and you work together to upbring your kids and include both parents in the activities. And really the focus here, obviously, are the kids. Yeah. Right. Because I think as adults, when we experience a lot of hurt and anger with our ex spouses, at least for me, it took precedence in our decision making in the way we had conversations. We just like could not get along. You talk about losing focus when the focus should have been the conversation about the kids. It became very heightened really quickly. I would forget what was this conversation for again. Right. Communication is key. I wish I had dealt with him more from a business aspect. And it sounds very personal, right? Because your kids are not business. Right, right. I know exactly where you're going, though. Where am I going? Well, just being able to have a conversation with someone without making it so personal. Once it becomes that personal, it's really hard to even touch on what's important at that point. So you're just trying to figure out how to navigate through that conversation without someone being hurt someone being sensitive or someone just feeling like you're not concerned about me. I need you to be concerned about what I'm going through and what I'm doing. I don't want to have this conversation without you acknowledging me. And so it gets difficult if it's too personal. So the business minded thing always says this is not about me. This is about the business and the business is the children. Exactly. Spot on. There's an objective. What do we need to do to make it work? Mm-hmm. And this objective is the most important objective, and it's your children. One thing that I did do well in the whole process is that I didn't use the kids as the mediator. I didn't vent about him to them. Right. And fortunately, he didn't do that either. So we were very grateful in that. That was one thing we definitely were consistent in. And so consistency is important. Something that I've learned that I wish we did before was a parenting plan. You know, having the conversations about every aspect of the kids' lives and what the plan is and staying within those boundaries. So there has to be a mutual agreement for Chris and I. Eventually, we needed a mediator and we needed a mediator in two different aspects. Corey, you were that mediator for Chris and I. And how awkward or was it awkward to do that for our relationship? Not at all. Had it been a recent breakup, then probably. Mm -hmm. But because the breakup had been so long ago and I knew for a fact the feelings were absolutely positively dead and, and not existent. It made it a whole lot easier just to say, hey, 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 let's calm down. Let's walk away and and then regroup, come Mm -hmm. back together and have this conversation. And then remember, it's about the kids. It's not about you and it's not about you. It's about the kids. It's not even about me, but I'm here because someone has to say, let's take a deep breath. Let's start over. And you did that so well. And I remember your emphasis to Chris and I was this is going to affect your relationship with your kids. How you two behave, what you decide to do today is going to have grave consequences for the future. Or for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. And so it was great to have someone, even though you're my husband, you were able to play middleman very well. Now, it wasn't always smooth. That's the thing is you've got to stay in it. Don't give up. 
what I failed to do was realize that, man, this transition is the biggest for the kids. And what I mean by that is they didn't know Chris and I together, but now we've got Chris and I, who are now more involved in conversation and trying to build that relationship that he has with them. Now you're talking about a blended family because we have Corey's stepdad and Xavier. And so there's all sorts of changes in movement. I wish I had allowed for more time for the kids to have their space and really express how they felt about the different transitions. Right. So back to communication, I felt I made a lot of demands instead of requesting things and asking him what he thought about it. Mm -hmm. I played the, this is what it has to be. I showed no self-control, probably nine times out of 10 conversations. And that's an awful statistic. You know, looking back, it, it is sad. There are a lot of things that I wish I had changed. I wish I had practiced more patience when talking to him. I wish I had moments of really listening and coming out of, okay, our past is our past. We're now in the present and our focus are the kids. I was not mature enough to see that then. And I don't feel like outside of you that I plugged into any support groups. So what I'm seeing now is like there's a lot of support groups because of social media. Oh, yeah. Back then, you just had to go through it and really figure it out as you went. On your own. On your own. Absolutely. When you do this transition, take the time to heal. Take the time for yourself and process things that you're still dealing with with your ex. If there's resentment there, you know, you've got to deal with that. Masking it and moving forward and going through the motions, not the healthiest thing to do. And just learn to forgive as hard as it is. Now, I'm not talking about marriages where there was physical abuse, sexual abuse, that you really need to seek help. And in no way, no shape, no form are we saying that we're the experts. I'm just sharing my experiences having an ex-spouse and co-parenting. With you, Corey, the situation was a little different. I'd say a lot different. But, you know, for most people to be in a situation where you have parented a child together and the relationship went sour. I'm pausing because I want to really get this right. We made a lot of mistakes and we made even more mistakes as parents. We had to learn in real time on the fly very, very quick because those mistakes were affecting an individual that had no say so in this. Mm -hmm. So whatever his mom and his dad decided to do was going to change his life forever. And we had to deal with those consequences at that time in real time. And so I had to learn very fast to eat a whole lot of crow. There were some things I just could not say. I made the crucial mistake and I'm still, you know, think back on this time. I was on the phone with her and she said something to me that I was just very irate about. I mean, just I was livid. And I just said, oh, she's so stupid. And my son heard me mm. and the look on his face was devastating. I learned right then, right there. Never, ever, ever. And then he called his mom back and said, he just called you stupid. So it was like, <laughs> okay. And I think he was uh, maybe four at the time. Uh, Xavier is 22 now. So that was a very hard lesson for me to learn in real time. And of course, we had another huge falling out. But from that point on, I remember just making sure that I ate as much crow as possible because it's just not worth the argument. It's not worth the sacrifice that you're going to put on your child for him to hear mom and dad yelling, screaming, arguing, cussing, calling each other out of each other's name, and then go home to that and think, 
Well, they're nice people when they're not together. They just can't stand each other when they are together. Why they even have me? You know, so those are things you have to take in consideration. The amount of hold back, biting of the tongue, eating crow, as I said, it doesn't even amount to very much when you think about what you're doing in life with this child. You're developing a life to be a positive, good individual, a good human being, and it's worth it. It's just worth not saying something sometimes, you know? My point is not that important. The point is mm. him, not what I got to prove. And so uh, if you're listening to this and you're saying, well, well, geez, you know, do you just eat crow all the time? For me, yes, it was worth it. I could bite my tongue. You know what's right and what's wrong. You know what's too much and not enough. Mm-hmm. Do you have to really prove that? Do you have to really say that in order to feel validated or feel like a man or feel like a woman? Absolutely not. We take bumps, bruises, hits, and pain all the time and say nothing. But with these ex-spouses, we just feel like this is the hill I'm going to die on. But your child is involved. So you're not the only one dying. You're killing you, you're killing your child, and you're killing your ex-spouse who, if you're being really honest with yourself, is going to be in his life and your life for the rest of your life. That's the one person you don't want to die. That's the one person you don't want to kill. And so a little crow don't hurt that much, and it goes a long way. And unfortunately for us, the courts did get involved, but it worked out. If you can't set your boundaries on your own and you need to get the courts involved, then so be it. Because what it is, you need consistency and you need structure in the way you bring your children up. Absolutely. But before I go into that, I want to say this. You're absolutely right. There was times when there were struggles. And unfortunately, I say unfortunately because when you're struggling and the other person's not, It just seems like, oh, man, I'm in this really bad position and I got to ask for help. And I'm sure it's vice versa as well. So when she had some issues and some struggles, yes, I made sure I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure this woman has what she needs. She has my child and Mm -hmm. I don't want her going through nothing crazy within means, people. I'm not saying I'm going to support her in a romantic way. But supporting her to be able to take care of the child that we both brought into this world and vice versa. And I didn't have to ask for help if my son made it known to her like, oh, well, my dad and Jen are going through this. Then she would do whatever she thought she could. Sometimes it was big, sometimes not so big. But it's just a thought that, you know what, we got to work together. That led to spending some holidays together. Mm-hmm. It also led to going to church together. Yeah. And and not just her, but even with her boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. they would come to church. We just learned how to make it work. And although the church looked at us like, what <laughs> is going on? I remember right. the one Sunday when Chris came and then that's right. Uh, Tamika and her fiance <clears throat> came to church. Everyone in the church was like, so that's your ex and that's your ex. And you guys are all OK. And it was like, well, I mean, what do we do? We can't just not exist. We, we had to make it work. And yeah. that was a part of making it work. And it wasn't fake or forced. That's the beautiful thing because we had our issues, we worked through them, and we came to a place where we could be together. And how awesome was it for the kids to see their entire family there? Right. You know, and I think we even went out to lunch after. And so you fast forward to today and I think about Michaela's wedding and we shared things like that. And you and Chris both walked her down. I walked down with Phaedra, her stepmom, or Mm -hmm. we call her her bonus mom. Right, right. Those are the fruits of our labor. That is what was originally ugly to where it is today. It's so worth it. 
Can I share one more thing? Please. So it was my purposeful intention never to make Chris the enemy. I wanted to make him the ally. He was going to be, and still is, the the biggest part of the kids' lives to be able to help me co-parent and co-father. If I isolate this guy, if I treat him bad, if I I make him feel like an enemy, if anything should ever go wrong with the kids, who am I going to call? Him. Exactly. Yeah. And so I need that relationship to be a positive, good relationship. I think a lot of times people get under the misconception that if it's an ex, keep it an ex and don't ever cross any boundaries because there's going to be some kind of craziness going on between the two exes and all this kind of stuff. I'm just not from that school of thought. I needed Chris to be an ally and not an enemy. So I think if you're a guy and you're listening to this, if it's appropriate and it's fitting the situation, make your wife's ex, who's the father of her children, an ally instead of an enemy. Absolutely. When you love your kids, you want the other parent, you want your ex to be in a place where they're healthy, where they can co-parent successfully. Their successes affect your children. And so when you and your successes, yeah, totally. It's funny how that goes in complete circle. And so when we talk about ex-spouse, now we can say, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for teaching me that. Thank you for co-parenting with me. And so when we do it right, this is what you start to see in your children. They have an intense perspective of security. Mm-hmm. They also have consistency. They're able to problem solve and critically think. They are mentally and emotionally healthy, and they're just healthier human beings when we can do this right. So X or not, like we have to remember priority and that being them. Yeah, and strangely enough, the more you as a parent step it up and your spouse, your current spouse steps it up, the ex-spouse will step it up as well. Mm-hmm. Because if you're wanting to argue all the time, but your ex is constantly trying to problem solve, constantly trying to make the kids better people, constantly trying to do better in, in life, what happens is I don't want to be the only fool running around here yelling and screaming and, <laughs> and fighting. I want to step it up too. Right. And so you're elevating yourself, you're elevating your ex, and ultimately elevating your children as well. So we just want to say this at the end of the day, when things don't work out the way you wanted them to or the way it was originally planned, let's continue to be flexible and really understand that the way we act, the way we treat each other affects everyone involved in our lives. And that should be important enough for us to pause And really think about what we're doing and how we're doing it and really wanting to show up better for one another and for ourselves. Absolutely. Well, you know us to take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. elevate.